What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. You know, we were on here right before Papa Dude, right before we get ready to go on. It feels like we haven't done one of these in a month. I feel out of practice for the for the sports show. Well, I know why you feel that way. I don't know why I feel that way because uh, uh, the bad thing about this show, folks, and I think I'm going to have to carry him tonight because he's probably exhausted from uh, jet lag and and the time change and everything else being in San Diego and, and two days of fantastic racing at the Breeders' Cup. I'm sure he's wore out, so this could be a bad show if I have to carry the load here. <laughs> no, I've, I've, suck it uh, up, Aaron. Suck it up. <laughs> I've taken a few naps uh, today, and, and that's that's the truth. Multiple. Yeah, it was a crazy weekend. Uh, I don't want. I know this is the sports show, and I don't want to spend too much time on uh, Breeders' Cup talk. But I do think we should open up the show with it a sure. little bit because uh, it was a, a, a an incredible Breeders' Cup. Uh, some bad, some good, uh, yeah. some ugly. And uh, so I just wanted to get your thoughts. I know you watched a lot of it on Saturday. What was kind of your best uh, moment or two uh, from uh, the Breeders' Cup? Well, I, you know, we've talked about this a, a little bit. Uh, the Classic's always the one you want to race. And I thought it was interesting that the four uh, best forward uh, horses finished one, two, three, four. Yeah. You don't see that very often, you know. So the superstars, that, so to speak, ran very well. Usually there's a couple of clunkers out of the four favorites, but they were right up there. Uh, you know a heck of a lot more of it about it than I do. It was fascinating to me that they let Nick's go get out like that and didn't ever – they waited too long to challenge him. And when he's got that kind of a lead headed for home and he hadn't been challenged at all, the party's over. I mean, that horse is going to smoke him. There's no doubt about it. He was great. Um I thought I, there was a the I remember it was a turf race that where uh, loves only you. Yeah, what a race that was! Yeah. I had warlike goddess in that, and he was dead last all the way. I don't know much about turf horses because I don't watch turf tracks very often. But anyway, he was dead last. I'm saying why was it he or she? She, yeah, she. She was dead. How can you name a she warlike? Oh yeah, <laughs> warlike goddess. I got it. Anyway, <laughs> she's heading down the backstretch you know and i'm thinking, oh gosh this horse is terrible <laughs> man then, I, then she picked it up and started picking them off one by two and i'm kind of switching back between racing and and and, and uh, football and i stood straight up and i because i was the only one of all of us that had that horse and man i was getting ready to brag you know <laughs> and 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 she just smoked him, and I thought I had it. And then yeah. here, three or four more, <laughs> you know. After her. that was, I thought that was a great race. Yeah, the mean. What happened? I missed that one. Oh, she just got beat. You know, I, it was it was a. It's funny we talked about. I'll start with Gamine, and then kind of go through mine as well because I think it's a good talking point. Gamine just kind of got ganged up on uh, by everybody. It was yeah. a five horse field. 
And, and sometimes those five horse fields kind of produce weird trips, weird yeah. results. And that's what yeah. happened. They kind of ganged up on her. They said, no, 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 we're not going to let you take this easy. And uh, everybody kind of took their shot. And Cece, the eventual winner, just kind of sat right behind her, swooped by and won. So uh, it was really an impressive uh, performance uh, by Cece in that race. Yeah. So it was really never in doubt. Gamin got blown away uh, at the top of the stretch. Yeah, your comment on the Warlike Goddess race, I'll, I'll put the, I'll put Dennis's comment up, uh, saying uh, he, meaning Julian Leperu, uh, maybe moved a little bit early. Really funny, I, I met, by the way, met so many nice people, fans of this website uh, at Del Mar. I'm so thankful uh, for everybody that came up and said hi to us, uh, each, each and every one of you. Uh, just fantastic. But uh, one of the ones that uh, I met for the first time that's been a, a fan of the site for a while is Dr. Tang. And uh, I was standing right by him watching uh, the race uh, that you talked about with Warlike Goddess. And uh, we were both watching him because uh, he had some interest in that horse as well. And up the backside, he she started to, to move. And mm -hmm. I said, she is flying, but this yeah. is too early, doctor. This is way too early. Yeah. It was, oh, I know this could be bad for but she got to the top of the stretch and we're, we looked at each other like, what do we know? Because this horse is going to win. Yeah. But you could tell about mid-stretch, she yeah. started to slow down a little bit. And Love's Only You, incredibly, incredibly patient ride from that jockey. And then for, got lucky and found a seam. That yeah. was a fantastic race. That was one of my favorites. Uh, was a good life, is, life is good. That was fantastic. Yeah. Well, you uh, know just, when, it was, when he was a three-year-old. He was on the Derby Trail and got hurt. Yeah. Right. I am thinking of the right horse, right? Yeah. This year. That was this year. Yeah. Oh, it was this year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he was going to, he was as good as anybody, you know, until he got hurt. And then, then Pletcher got him and has made him what he is now. I mean, he was good anyway. But yeah, he is very, very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, he was, he was awesome. And then, yeah, the Knicks go comment. I mean, he was just incredible, and he, he just did what he's been doing. By the way, another Cornhusker winner from a Prairie Meadows winning. Yeah, that's that unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's, that, the hey, that's the race that got him going, remember? That's right. That race, if you remember uh, Nick's go, he, he, oh, he's he running won off. Pegasus. He went over to Saudi and was bad. Yeah. He was really bad in the Met Mile. They took him to Iowa, and there were a lot of people just kind of laughing, um, yeah. saying, freak. That's how they think of him. They took him to Iowa. Yeah. Boy, all of a sudden, holy cow. He he romps in Iowa. He romps in the Whitney. Yeah. He romps in the Lucas Classic. He romps in the Breeders' Cup Classic. He's the horse of the year. Yeah. And the Cornhusker handicap up in Prairie Meadows is the race that kind of got him going. Got him going I remember, you know, I remember that night we were all watching it together. And uh, uh, you knew he was going to win that after about 10 strides. I mean, he just kicked yeah kicked it in and away he went and uh yeah uh yeah we all thought what's brad cox doing sending him, he's give up on this horse you yep. know and sent him up there and got him going and uh uh what a good win for for brad you yep. know he seems like you you probably you may know him a little bit he seems like a heck of a nice fella to me and yep. i think he's 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 only going to get better and this is a guy that was down to like two horses at one time and everybody knew he was a good trainer, and uh, he worked for uh, Jamie Neff, I guess, wasn't it? A Midwest. No, he worked for the for the ownership, the Midwest Thoroughbreds that had uh, yeah. owners with Jamie Ness. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know really what happened, but something did, and 
yeah. And people well, knew how good a trainer he was. So Midwest Thoroughbreds just kind of fired everybody except for Jamie yeah. Ness. And I, they may be out of it completely now. But anyway, I don't remember. But we were down at Oaklawn at the Simoncast area, and he was over there watching races. And uh, I asked him, I said, hey, what's, what's the future look like? It's just like, you know, after he got uh, fired by them, and he goes, well, they fire everybody. So I knew eventually it would happen. Yeah. He said, I got to build up. So I got two horses over there. I, I said, my goal is to get, get a dozen and then go from there, go from there, go from there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we knew him when, you know, I think we kind of looked at each other that day and said, well, that's probably a guy we might not see again. And that's kind of, important. yeah, it kind of happens, but you know, the best rise to the top. That's the right. Cream rides to the rises to the top. And I'm telling you, he is, uh, He's a he's a superstar, no doubt about it. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, and he's probably going to try. Like, yeah, he is training the horse of the year and probably the three year old as uh, as well. So yeah. yeah, thank God that Nick Scopes won that race, or it would have been a disaster. I I'm not going to get into the Friday debacle. I I've talked about it too many times, and I don't I don't even want to do it again. It pisses me off so much. But anybody watching this that bets the horses, I'm assuming all of you do that are watching. When you get robbed of a big-time payout, it's really tough to get that back. It's hard to win in this game, right? And so I was alive to pick four, the pick five, and a win wager on Modern Games on Friday. Probably would have equaled about 1000 bucks, maybe 1200 I can't really remember the number now. So when that got taken off the tape, because that's a, that's a Breeders' Cup-making score. Like, nothing else really would have mattered if that hit. So when that doesn't, my stomach was kind of churning mm -hmm. that night thinking – it's going to be tough to repeat that. And and we really, we didn't, but we had a huge wager on Nick's go and he wins it. And somehow we get three to one and the Breeders' Cup is made for us. So we he really bailed us out uh, yeah. on Saturday, really uh, relieved and, and, and slept really well Saturday night and last night, knowing that he was able to kind of, kind of, you know. It's, it's just, it's awful that that happened in an yeah. event this big, you know, a mistake that was made like that happens in a yeah. Breeders' Cup or Kentucky Derby, something like that. It just amplified even more because so much money is bet in these events, you know, yeah. that happened. Yeah, and, and I'll get to a couple of the other comments first, but this comment from, from Bryson Thomas, the turf sprint at Del Mar is so po uh, so post by his golden pal was unreal, but give him an outside post and it's a different story to kind of pile onto that. I, I'm not, I, I agree. First of all, Bryson, but, Second of all, it's that Del Mar in general is a quirky track. It can play weird. Uh, I don't know if it's where it's located or, or what, but day in and day out, if you follow Del Mar, you get some weird things. And I knew in the back of my mind, there's going to be some weird things happen at this Breeders' Cup that you can't handicap. So, boy, when you had that opportunity on Friday and you cashed it, you know, mythically, should have been, but you didn't get the money, I just kind of had this terrible feeling of, oh boy, this this is gonna go wrong. So so for Nick's go to kind of do that was a uh, was just fantastic, <laughs> fantastic feeling for me. Uh, Jody Powers says she had done uh, Dunbar Road. Ooh. Jody, I, I don't know what they were. I, I don't know how she lost, even when I they slowed it down. Did you see this? The photo yeah, here. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it either. No. And a couple of guys on TV thought the same thing. So, wow. Well, Heather, Heather's my eagle eye. She was watching it, and we were. She always gets them right, and she goes, "No, oh, no, that's the inside. Inside being being Dunbar." Yeah. And and we were kind of we were out on like the 
uh, I think it was the fourth floor watching kind of an overlook. And we went back uh, to the room to sit down and, and, and we both were just, hey, it's Dunbar. And we sat down and we, I, I, we probably went to get a beer or something. We messed around. We sit back down. We look at the screen and they've got the Japanese horse as the winner, the 10. And I'm like, what? That's crazy. Same thing happened with uh, Aloha West and, uh, and Dr. Scheibel. Yes. Dr. Scheibel won that photo. I did too. Yeah. I did too. How about Aloha West? Was that that's now? Yeah. I, I, I may say something that that's uh, wrong, but wasn't that Wayne Catalano? Yeah. Yeah. first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's a guy that's been around a long time and he gets a win like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't think it, actually. I don't think it was his first, okay. uh, but it's first one in a while. Yeah, okay. he was he was pumped. Uh, he was he was, and he's I a like very, he's a, like that. Yeah, common. Acting, yeah. most of these guys are. Really. Yeah, as we get to into horse trading, I don't really get into horse trading until Oakland starts, and I love the trainers that have to work their butts off to make make it. Yeah, yeah. Not the, I, the, the Baffords and those guys, they got the best horses. Yeah, you know, and I'm not saying they can't train because they can't. Not anybody can take a good horse and win. You got to know what you're doing, yeah. and they do. But they got an advantage; they get the good ones. You know, these guys that are tinkering around at Remington and some of these other places for $5,000 claimers trying to make a living, they're the backbone of this sport. No doubt. No, no question about it. I totally agree. And it was good to see uh, him get the win. And, and there you go. Uh, Dennis's buddy uh, gallops for, uh, for for Wayne Catalano. So yeah. that's pretty cool. And yeah, another uh, Wayne Catalano fan. Funny yeah. guy, too. Great interview. <laughs> so it's fun yeah. to see him uh, win. Yeah, Martin asked, where's the finish line? Uh, the pole or the mirror? Great question. It, it looked like Dunbar Road was ahead at both spots. So I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. It was <laughs> a good, it, it was some great racing, though. No, it so. was. It, it, the, the serious answer is the mirror, that the very first tip of the mirror is supposed to be the line. Mm. But what I saw, I'm not sure that is accurate. So, <laughs> <laughs> But that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, yeah, great racing. Uh, I thought we should talk about it. I definitely need sure, to no watch problem. it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I love I love horse racing just like you do, and I mean yeah. you you're into it much more than I am. But uh, I, I I still I I love going to just the obscure tracks and just enjoying the yeah. racing. You know, it's it's you can lose and make money. I don't give a shit where you go. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, it all pays the same. It does. Two to one pays the same at Will Rogers as it does at Del Mar. That's so, right. The only thing um, Will Rogers, when you put a $20 bet down, it goes from eight to one to two to one. <laughs> okay, so there is that difference. Yeah, you know, I, I think you should go to Del Mar. I think you, and if you, if anybody watching hasn't been, and I don't know, after the debacle Friday, maybe most of you don't want to go there. But if you went there, it is, A, is beautiful, and B, you would be surprised. It's not, it doesn't have a big track feel to it. It's a, it's a smaller track that's big, if that makes sense. Like, the property itself is huge, but the track and the facility, really not that big. So, I think you would like that kind of vibe of it for sure. Yeah. Uh, Martin says, so what's the point of having the pole at the finish line if the mirror is the actual line? I've asked that question a lot, Martin. I don't know. But what the point is, if the finish finish line is is a pole, why not put the mirror right where the pole is? I think that's kind of, I don't know. Got a a new viewer here I want to mention, Aaron. Okay. Yeah, that's a good friend of Sandy's and welcome to the show guys. Hope you enjoy it. 
Yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, hopefully you do enjoy it. We'll get into sports here in just a second, I promise. So with 99.9% of the time, this is a sports show. But with the Breeders' Cup just ending and this being a horse racing website, I thought we would go for it uh, a little bit here. Yeah, uh, horse track and uh, yeah, the beach next to the horse track and a circus. So yeah, it's it's very cool. Uh, can we also love that Latruska got competition she deserved on the front end? Yeah, boy, a, a five-horse meltdown up front. Uh, yeah. as they just flew and then then the closers came in and it was just anybody's race from who who was going to close best from the back it yep. was wild um jody says uh do you think corniche will even run in the derby so here's the deal baffert can't earn points so corniche wins the the juvenile but cannot it did not i should say earn kentucky derby points yeah i think he will i, I think eventually baffert will kind of do what he did with Naira and Sue and be able to run. But it sucks that I don't know for sure that answer, you know, I, I don't know. That'll be interesting to see uh, how that progresses as we yeah. go along here. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a uh, whole nother story. <laughs> that's throw that up there one more time. Joe. We'll worry about that in 2022, I guess, because <laughs> that's probably going to be a talking point for several months uh, leading up to the big uh, Derby day, unfortunately. And uh, Hey, come, come back to racing We'll be right here to get, get cover all of that uh, for you. We'll see if you did. If, listen, if I don't laugh, I cry on that one. So <laughs> let's move on though. Um, now listen, I've, all day I've tried to catch up on football because admittedly Friday or Saturday, Sunday, I have not been able to watch it much, but I feel like I am prepared. Before we start, we'll do the Monday night game real quick. Uh, the Bears, three and five, will go to Pittsburgh, four and three, but not a huge game for Pittsburgh tonight as they're kind of right in the mix uh, after a bad start to the season. They're in the mix for the division there. Uh, everybody's real tight together. So this is another big game. Pittsburgh's a seven-point favorite. Uh, I think you locked him in at six and a half, right, though. Right. So I'll, I'll let you take it away. Well, after yesterday in the NFL, <laughs> can anyone make a prediction? I, you know, I don't think so. Now, I did, I did not take any of those big lines. I never do in the NFL, but I was shocked at some of the results. Mm -hmm. All logic says the Steelers will romp tonight. They, I mean, I, there's no reason for them not to be uh, ready for this game. It's mm -hmm. Monday night. It's a must win for them. The Bears have no offense to speak of. And I, I, I just think the Steelers are coming on. So I locked them at six and a half. That's uh, Curtis has got the uh, doo-doo bet curse on here for Michigan State. I'm probably going to give Pittsburgh the doo-doo bet uh, <laughs> curse too. But uh, – no, I think the Steelers win this game. I, I think they play well. I think they're getting ready to come on. I really do. Yeah, I mean, the opportunity's there. And I, I think when they see what's unfolding in front of them, it, it almost makes it an even bigger game here, you know, as as everybody's kind of bunched up at, at that five and four mark. I guess the Ravens aren't, but, you know, they still are a team that haven't looked great. So uh, I, I like Pittsburgh as well tonight. I think they get over their team total as well. Uh, but Dennis likes the Bears, so – you know, we'll see how that goes. And it could be a week where you just take the underdog and smile. Oh, I know. It seems to be that way. And, yeah, sorry, we, we had uh, Michigan State as the background on our Thursday show, and they Ooh. lose to Purdue. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's go on, though, the rest of the NFL scores. Uh, not much to talk about here. Colts dominated this game, 145 to 30 over the Jets. A lot to talk about here. Uh, the last time we were on the air Thursday, uh, it was like, 
they're going to release OBJ. We don't know exactly the details. But so anyway, the Browns release OBJ. 41 to 16, they respond and beat the Bengals. How about this? Was it just that easy? Is it just getting rid of OBJ and now the Browns are back to how they looked uh, last year? Well, I hope it's that easy because I'm a Browns fan. And they've always played well without him. That's the thing. So I'm glad he's not there. And even if he was playing well, I don't like the guy. And I think he's selfish. And I I know a lot of people on here don't like Baker Mayfield. And that's fine. His press conference about this was was classic. And he said all the right things. And um, I got to I got to tell you, I'm I think I'm a jinx for the Browns and I made Sandy not wear her Mayfield (laughs) jersey yesterday. We purposely didn't watch the game, took a little drive. So I I don't I didn't really see it. So maybe that's the key. I don't watch because every time I watch them, they suck. They just look awful. But their backs were to the wall against the wall. They came out and responded and they won. And now they're back in the hunt. So we'll see what happens. You can't tell after one game whether that was the problem or not. But there seems to be a pattern. So we'll see what happens. At least their season is uh, still yes. you know, salvageable. If they lose that one, it's pretty much over. It's a huge, huge win. Like I said, yes. I watched about uh, half of it on the plane on the flight from San Diego to Houston. And was able to watch a little bit of it uh, almost to the end until we had to take off our next flight. So big time, big time win for the Browns. They really, really, really uh, needed that one in a big, big way. How about this game? The Denver Broncos uh, go to uh, uh, Dallas to play the Cowboys. And the Cowboys have Dak back. They're yeah. six and one. They hadn't lost. They've won six in a row. Yep. The Broncos hadn't beaten anybody that was any good. They go in there and they get up 30 to nothing on the Cowboys and finish the job, beat them 30 to 16. This was insanity. (laughs) How many times on here have we said, when are they going to lay an egg? Because they always do. Yeah. And I have, I I think I said a week or so ago that the Cowboys have got to guard against boredom. And it's dumb to say, but their division is so bad that they don't have to play very well to win it. Is this boredom or did they just don't they just show up thinking they were going to win because they had the uniform on? Obviously that's it, but they got killed. It wasn't even close. And so, you know, they're going to have to bounce back next week. We'll see what happens. Dallas is one of those places where you're in the fishbowl and it's all about the Cowboys down there. And you hear that shit all week long. Pressure is on you. They're really going to be on them this week, I think. Yeah, it's it's going to be bad. But, you know, they're still 6-2. and two. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, Dak off the layoff, second time out, be fine. Possible. I agree. Uh, it's – this was a shocking loss still. Yeah, and yes. this is another one I was kind of flipping back and forth. They – offensively, this – I don't know that there had been a better team through seven weeks. And and maybe there's been one or two, but they're one of the top three offenses in this league. They couldn't do anything against this Bronco. Not a thing. They couldn't run. They couldn't throw. It was awful. They couldn't protect deck. They just showed up late in egg. This was incredible. Yeah, they they weren't ready to play. And, um, you know, in the NFL, everybody's got good players. You know, you're not in the NFL if you suck. You know, you're, you're a good player. 
the, there's a fine line between winning and losing. If you're not emotional when you come out there and they start kicking you around, it's hard to turn it on. And they just couldn't do it. I, I totally agree. Yep. Uh, and they, you're right. They, 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 they had a couple, like, I think they blocked a punt once. They had a couple of times, but they just could not ever really get it going. Uh, yeah, they'll have to respond in a big way. All right. Uh, Dolphins pick up a, what's a massive yeah. win over the Texas 17 to nine. It's funny. We land, we landed in Houston and, and when you shit, when you're flying and you're not where you're going to, or you're coming home, you don't even realize where you're at half the time in that, in that middle airport. And I, we were looking around like, why in the hell are they playing all these? Every TV had Houston in Miami. Oh, and yeah. Like, oh, we're at Houston. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Um, uh, we'll move on. I was, this was another one that absolutely floored me. The Falcons beat the Saints mm-hmm. in New Orleans 27 to 25. Could you believe this? Well, I could believe it more than I could that last one we talked about. Yeah. Yeah, um, again, maybe we should have seen this coming. Saints beat the Bucks, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit of a letdown. Here comes Atlanta. Atlanta's good enough to beat you. You know, they're not awful. They're good enough yep. to beat you. Yeah, I was shocked, though. I thought the Saints were on their way. I really did. But uh, this Atlanta team may throw a monkey wrench into things. They could, they, they're not awful. They, they got a shot at a, at a wild card if they could get going. They're not, they're probably not that good, but. Uh, they play Dallas next week. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how they do, you know. Yeah, Martin said uh, when we were talking about uh, this game uh, for, for Dallas, so we were talking about the Dallas game, and, and he was talking about this next week. He says he's thinking about taking Atlanta plus the points next week, almost want to take the money line. Yeah. Here, here's the deal about Atlanta. I, some night, someday, or some, gee, some weeks, I'll get it right the third time, I watch them, I think they're pretty damn good. Yeah. And then I was watching this one, and they almost blew the game. But it's like, yeah, they look good some weeks. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, Dennis, is he's spot on with this about the season-defining wins the next week. <laughs> they just don't cover. And, and, and so, yeah, he said, well, I didn't think the Saints would cover. Maybe they would win. Maybe not. But so – he, he's spot on. He's done that since week he, one. He's yeah, he, on he preaches that. He preaches that. And it's it's usually right. Uh, yep. So he's, he's very good with that. All right. We'll move on. Another game. I don't think – I wouldn't call this one shocking. You're on the road as a West Coast team in the NFL. Uh, at the East Coast, it, it, this happens sometimes. But I, I'm still surprised. 23-16, to 16, the Giants beat the Raiders. All of a sudden, the AFC West doesn't look very good. No, and it's wide open. Yep. And we so, know the team, we know who the best team is. I don't know. We'll get to that in a second. Well, uh, yeah, but they've got the best talent. Okay, I could I could accept that maybe. Yeah. But we'll we'll get to that in a second. How about this team, the Patriots? You know, I've I've been starting to get really high on them. I thought this was a really good take care of business game. You know, the Panthers are not great. I'm not going to sit here and say this was like a gigantic win, but. A good team goes to Carolina and and and, and does just what the Patriots did. 24-6, easy yep. win. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. And uh look at this. Yeah, it, they won easy. It wasn't yep. a close one. Yep. And suddenly the team just below them, which is in the same division as the Patriots, and yep. the Patriots still have to play them twice. Suddenly they look very vulnerable. Yes, and he's talking about the Buffalo Bills who went on the road to Jacksonville and sit down. If you guys aren't sitting down, you might want to sit down for this one. The Buffalo Bills, who many believed 
maybe not the best team in the NFL, but one of the top five teams in the NFL went to Jacksonville and lost nine to six. six How points. incredible. This is even more shocking to me than Dallas. As far as the score, yeah. they scored six points in ja- at Jacksonville. Well, last week they scored 26 at Miami, but they are against Miami, but they struggled to score. Mm-hmm. It was not an impressive showing. So are we seeing a trend here? Do they have offensive problems? And if they do, they got some problems because New England's pretty damn good. And you don't want to get them going, you know, and then have to beat them. And I, I, I wouldn't want to have to beat New England anytime. So, yeah, there's problems in Buffalo. I saw little bits and pieces of this, some highlights, and, and Allen was terrible mm-hmm. in this game. And, you know, you go down on the road, you play a shitty team, and you hold them to nine points and you don't win. That's that's kind of a telltale sign right there. That's yeah. more than just being flat. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I, and you know what? Before last year, the New England Patriots absolutely owned the Jets. So, or excuse me, the Bills. I'm sorry, the yeah. Bills. So, if this thing gets tight, <laughs> New England, I've got a lot of confidence in them. Uh, Martin asked a good question here. If if uh, New England beats Cleveland, are they the real deal? I, I'll say this, Martin. I think the winner, the, uh, by the way, New England and uh, Cleveland this week coming up, both teams five and four. I think the winner of this game, you could say they are the real deal, whoever wins it. And then I think the loser still is in, in the race because everybody's pretty tightly bunched. This is a massive game, maybe the biggest game of the week in the NFL coming up. What do you think? If New England wins, are they the real deal? Oh, I think so. Let's look at their schedule right quick. Okay. okay. All right. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say they win the game because it's at home. So we'll just say they're going to win, although they haven't played very well at home. That gets them to six and four. Okay. And the AFC is hurting for wild card teams. Yep. So they got Atlanta next. It's on the road. Is that winnable? Yes. That's winnable. Uh, let's say they win that. Seven and four. Tennessee comes in there. It's a tough game. Tough. Yeah. But will teams have them figured out by then without Derrick Henry and I think I think you could say a split of those two games. Okay. I'll go along with that. Yeah. Uh so they got three more games before they play Buffalo. Okay. Okay. Let's say they win two, two out of those three. Yeah. Okay. That gets them at, at seven and five, right? Yep. Yeah, seven and five. They say they split with Buffalo. They could sweep them. That split would be logical. Okay, yeah. nine and six, eight and six, eight, eight and six. six. Yep. They got Indy at Indianapolis. That's a game they would have to win. Gosh, they've got a lot of toss-up games, but they well, can win that game for sure. Here's what they finish: they finish with Jacksonville and Miami. Okay. Yeah. If they somehow can get to eight and six, nine and six, and they finish with those two, they yeah. they're in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. eleven and six is going to get you in in the AFC. Yeah, and they I can win the division. They can. I think, I think ten and seven could get you in. I, I think so too. No question. Yeah, so I, I agree. I think they they do have those kind of those toss up games there. Uh, why are they Why are they the favorite? I think it's just you know they're they're playing really well and it's at home and the Browns are still kind of questionable. But it's close. Okay. It's like two and a half point favorite right now. 
And, that uh, means it's an even game. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit on well, a lot on Thursday actually as yeah. well. And by Thursday, the it's the biggest game of the week. Okay. Yeah, and by Thursday that line may move, and so okay. you know now it is what it is. Let's see the line movement of it and see see what happens there. I I think they're the favorite because they're New England. Yeah, I think you're right. I think because of the uniform, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Dennis says Josh Allen uh, wasn't bad. He played great, LOL. The Jags had a guy named yeah. Josh Allen on defense. <laughs> you know, Dennis, when I said that, I started to mention that. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the surprise. The Ravens and the Vikings played a close game. It yeah, seems like these two teams play a close game every week. Uh, here's another surprise. The, the, the Vikings lost a close game, and the Ravens yeah. won a close game. That's why one team's three and five, and one team is six and Absolutely. two. Ravens found a way to win 34-31. They look like heavy favorites at this point to win the division. Yeah. Uh, you know, the AFC North there, but we'll see what happens with them. This was a really big win for the Chargers, 27-24. to The Eagles battled them, uh, but the Chargers get the job done. They're now, um, I guess, sort of the team to beat in the AFC West. I don't, I don't know. Well, they're not for me, but anyway. <laughs> Well, let's move on to the team that you obviously and, and I'm Isaac, not high on them. I'm just saying Isaac joins us now says, how about those Chiefs? Well, they won 13 to seven over the Packers. Um, they're now five and four. You think they're the team to beat in the AFC West? I have that. I'd say they have the most talent. Yeah. And I don't think the AFC West is any good. Nope. The team I like second would be the Chargers. And the Chargers do have a win over the Chiefs, which is huge at this point. And, they, and the Chiefs still have to go out there. If the Chargers weren't the Chargers, I would pick them. But I've seen them blow, blow things so many times. Isaac, I don't know whether the Chiefs are getting better or not. I will say this, and again, it's just one game. I did watch quite a bit of this game. I, uh, I think Green Bay better draft another quarterback. <laughs> the successor to Aaron Rodgers, because I thought that kid was terrible. Well, it, it's funny you say that. I was listen, I had to listen to most of this on the radio. Uh, we were in flight with no Wi-Fi for the first uh, quarter and a half. And then I was driving home for almost all of it until the last eight minutes of the game. I kept thinking, gee, like, can you not score once? Like, is this guy this bad? And then I got home, and I'm like, yeah, he's that bad. He, he looked that he, he looked that bad. Yeah. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for now because he hadn't played at all. You yeah. Know, he'd never taken any snaps. But there's a lot of guys that have never taken any snaps that look like a pro quarterback, and he yeah. didn't. You know, he struggled with everything. The problem with the Chiefs, they could have – lost that game they could have and their offense is not straightening itself out and that They're, that's a problem they won this game 13 to seven they scored 13 points at home this yeah. is a this is a team that just does train wreck right now it really is they really are and i, I if aaron Rodgers would have played in that game they would have lost they would have got stomped in the season probably would have been over they they caught a big time break they got to put i don't see them as the favorites at all to win that division I'm trying to jinx them. No, <laughs> well, I'm okay. I'm for that. Okay. Speaking of uh, another just incredibly surprising result, considering Kyler Murray was out for the Cardinals, Hopkins was out for the Cardinals. They're on the road against the 49ers who, who desperately need a win. 
And Colt McCoy steps up and leads. Yes, that's right. Colt McCoy steps up and leads the Arizona Cardinals to a 31-17 blowout win over the Niners. How shocked were you at this one? Totally. I, don't, don't, I, would, have not, I would not have been surprised if the 49ers beat them with Kyler Murray. Yeah. You know, are the Cardinals starting to gain my respect? Yes. Yeah. That is a tremendous character-building win for them and a game that the Cardinals don't usually win even with all their players available. They may be the best team in the league. I'm officially really excited. Now, the minute I start – the minute – because I've been this way about Dallas. So, the minute I start bragging on a pro – on an NFL team, they're going to dog it. That's just what happens. But what an impressive win for the Cardinals. Yeah, and they are they are in control of that division, and uh, especially after what happened to the Rams, but the Cardinals and the Titans were the most impressive teams of the week, no doubt about it. Let's get to that in a great segue from this Cardinals talk. They got a big time break here because the Rams lost to the Titans without Derrick Henry. I think everybody just was ready to give this game to the Rams because Henry was out for the Titans. Mm-hmm. The Titans go in there and they kind of beat the hell out of them, didn't yeah. they? they? This really wasn't that close of a game. Mm-hmm. A huge win for the Titans, who might be uh, the best team uh, over on their side. They beat them 28-16. Boy, how, I, 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 it seems like it's a broken record. Yeah. How shocked were you about this one? I was pretty shocked. Uh, I, I really I like the Titans organization. I think they're pretty classy. And their players are tough. They're a hard-nosed team. Mm-hmm. I just thought they would have a hard time getting things straightened out in, in three or four days after the injury to their bell cow. But, yeah. no, they didn't. And how about Adrian Peterson? Maybe he didn't play very – I don't know what he did. It was great. But how in the world can you come in? And in three days you're running the football in the NFL. It's I mean, scoring a touchdown. Scoring, I mean, come on. This, what kind of – is he just a freak? Yes. You know, I mean, you should know better than anybody. He's... I know. Bob Stoops will tell you that when he came into Oklahoma as a freshman, he was better than anybody they had down there as far as his ability to to train yeah. and do all that. And you just didn't see that in a freshman. He was he was just this unbelievable specimen. And uh, you know what? If he's got anything left playing for this team, why well, he could he could. He's not Derrick Henry because no. he's just not, but he could really keep them going. He he could really help them once he, he can help them. And, and, and Dennis says in the comments here, he's got he's got the same kind of style as Henry. And I mean, he's not close to Henry at at this age. He's just not. No, really, nobody is. But he can at least kind of fill in some of the gap a, yeah. a little bit for him. Yeah, I mean, I'll never forget first game he played at OU as a true freshman against Bowling Green. And I think they brought him in like mid second quarter, and like he they ran a couple of sweeps with him. I'm like, now nah, this guy's different from anything we've ever seen. Yeah. He looked he looked like an absolute freak as a true freshman walking into OU. So yeah, he was he was the star of that season for them as a freshman. Yeah, this was this was fun to watch AD back. Uh, you know, yeah. he, he's he's a hell of a hell of a specimen. Athletic needs a better number though. I yeah, number eight. I guess all the other numbers were taken. Number oh. eight, that doesn't seem right for him. Yeah. But uh, oh well. Uh, Dennis, you mentioned uh, uh, odds to win the MVP. 
I did not see those. If you want to post them up, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll post them up there. Real sure will. We'll it seems like it's pretty wide open uh, with Henry out now for sure. Uh, all right, yeah. let's transition to college football. You told me earlier today you didn't leave the couch on Saturday watching Breeders' Cup and college football. No. Um, we'll just start right here with the number one team. They roll again, 43-6. to six. Georgia just smokes Missouri. Well, I, got a, I got a story on this one. Okay. So. First of all, shout out to, to my wife is for putting up with me Saturday. <laughs> you know, I kept my goal. My plan was to watch some games and then get up and maybe do something with her. And I just couldn't leave. One game went to the other and the other. And I'm flipping the dial. My thumb is sore from all of the channel changing. And she just sat there and let me watch it. So I appreciate that a lot. Believe me, because uh, I started with game day around 10 o'clock and around 11 I find, at night, I finally uh, turned the TV off. But anyway, the Missouri. Oh, God. All right. First of all, I didn't know the Missouri quarterback was hurt. I didn't know that. I, I bet Missouri nine and a half points. They had to score 10. Yeah, over nine and a half. Yeah, yeah over nine and a half. So I think, okay, they can do this. Well, the game starts. And I don't think they announced it till right before the game that he wasn't going to play, or at least I missed it. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'm done. So they putter around and they miss a field goal. And the guy had made like 28 field goals in a row and they miss it, you know, and then he got even blocked, got another block. They moved the ball a little bit. Long story short, it's 43 6. They get the ball back about three minutes to go and they make this unbelievable pass and get it down inside the eight yard line. Okay. The game. Okay. It's fourth down. Last play of the game. They're on the one yard line. Missouri is. They score. I win. Guys wide open in the end zone. Throw it six feet behind him. <laughs> yeah. And that was my first bet of the day right there. So uh, anyway, uh, Georgia, I don't think Georgia played very well, but I can see why that this was a game they overlooked. I think, uh, they only got one left, and that's this week at Tennessee. And if they get that one, they're pretty much locked at 12-0. and 0. Yep. So, anyway. Yeah, Tennessee will be interesting. They'll challenge their uh, defense a little bit, at least you yep. would think. Uh, so, we'll see what happens there because Tennessee has been racking up the points. They just keep on rolling, Georgia. Man, I I thought this one was, was fascinating. Alabama gets the win 20-14 to 14 over LSU. It'll be interesting to see if the college football playoff committee – Keeps them at number two. I have a feeling the answer is yes, because Alabama can never do no wrong, right? Right. They should have lost this game to LSU. I'm, I'm going to say they should have. They, they, I mean, LSU had their chances here. Yeah. How good is Alabama, really? I don't think they're as good as people think they are. Yeah. Uh, LSU, if they had a quarterback, would have won the game. He did not play very well. I thought they got very conservative on their play calling. Um, but they outplayed the Crimson Tide. They've got they've got issues. They really do, and uh, uh, the reason they may stay at number two is no one was impressive this week. None of the contenders in the playoffs were very impressive, so I don't think anybody played well enough to pass them. Um, they've got Arkansas and Auburn, and they got a dog game in there. Yeah, so. I don't think Arkansas could beat them. I'd give them a chance if it was in Fayetteville. I would, but they are not going to go in there and beat them. I don't think Auburn was terrible against A&M, but still that's a game they could lose. Mm -hmm. They really could. So 
Not too sure Texas A&M in the best team over in that side right now. I think you're right. I think you're right. They they are proving it uh, week in and week out. They're pretty darn good. But uh, unfortunately, they lost a game to Mississippi State. That's gonna, <laughs> you know, that they're pretty much gonna keep them out of that. And as we've said a lot of times, Aaron, pressure's kind of off of them. Yep. If they were undefeated, they'd get beat. That's just the way they are. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we want to talk about pressure and maybe the pressure got to them. Number three up this week, Michigan State. They go to Purdue and get beat. So Purdue's now beaten. Michigan State, who was in the top five, and Iowa, who was in the top five at the time of the game. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I didn't get to watch much of this. I was following the phone, and I just was shocked. Like, they, could they just not stop them at all? That's what I was going to comment on. Yeah. I'm not surprised Purdue won. Usually when these teams feel the pressure, they struggle on offense. Mm-hmm. They can't get their offense to do anything, and they, you know, they lose 20 to 17, much like Iowa. Yep. Iowa has no offense. But anyway, no, Michigan State scored 29 points. You should win against Purdue if you score 29 points. And they had a shot to score more than that. They gave up 40 to this team. That's not that good on offense. So their defense choked. And, and I mean, uh, Purdue just waxed them. Yeah. And um, um, hats off to, to Purdue. They get a chance to wax another one this week. They play Ohio State. So I think most of us thought Michigan State would get beat. You know, I, I think most of us. Of the, the three teams in the Big Ten, even though yeah. Michigan State beat Michigan, I think most of us thought that Michigan State wasn't going to get through that undefeated. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was a bad loss. Yeah, I, I think the Michigan win was for Michigan State. It was kind of a flukish win it a little was. bit. And, uh, yeah, I think they were kind of flirting with disaster. They almost lost to Nebraska earlier in the year. So it's about their time. But, yeah, tough loss. They're probably pretty much out of it. I mean, they have tough games left as well. They're probably going to lose. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this is a question before we go on. If Purdue wins next week, are they in the rankings? Yes. Yeah, they should. And, honestly, I'll scroll back up to Purdue for a second. The way the college football committee supposedly looks at quality wins, I would not be surprised if they're in it uh, tomorrow. When oh, I think they will be, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So uh, tune in, I guess, uh, tomorrow for the ranking show to find that one out. Oregon, uh, they go on the road. This is a big win for them. I don't think Washington's very good, but Oregon got the win here. They're staying eight, or they're eight and one. Uh, the number three team lost. They're number four. Are they going to move up to number three? Well, I. I guess, yes, right. wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. somebody has to. So it's no one else was very impressive. So, including them, yeah, that was a terrible game. And uh, um, you know, if they went out, other than Ohio State, they're not going to beat any team on their schedule that has uh, less than three losses. Yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs. If if everything goes right, somebody will beat them out. I think I think you're right about that. I think they still need help, even though they should, by the rankings, control their own destiny. I don't think that's actually a fact. I don't think so either. Uh, Ohio State, I think it is a fact for because they've got tough games left on their yeah. schedule. I was following this one on my phone too, and it's like they might get beat. They they're not playing but very if, well. Once again, they don't play very well. But when what what are your thoughts on Iowa State? Well, I, I don't. Nebraska? I don't think they're. I don't think they're as good either as people yeah. think. You know, they struggled against Penn State. And and I I wrote a little thing on Nebraska. You probably didn't read it, but no, I read it. Has anybody ever played a tougher schedule than they have? Yeah. My gosh, they got 
you know, they're not in the side that Ohio State's on. Mm-hmm. Yet they had to play Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State. <laughs> they got yeah. all three of them. And they had chances to beat all three Could of them. Could have won them all. They're snake bit. There's no doubt. They're close to being yeah. pretty good. I see today where Scott Frost fired four assistants. Yeah. That's a sign somebody up above him said, you want to keep your job? Find some new assistants. Yep. I don't think he would have fired him. Yeah. So I think he's coming. I think maybe he's going to come back. Uh, yeah, Lindsay makes a good point there. Yeah, Arkansas. what about this? Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, they got a tough schedule too. So yeah. Um, um, Nebraska and Arkansas have difficult schedules. Uh, to answer your question on Ohio State, I there's no question they're in the playoffs if they went out, and and they deserve to be. Yeah, but I don't know if they're going to or not. I think if Michigan beats Penn State this week, I kind of think they're going to beat Ohio State. I really do. That'll be interesting. I think they could get them this year. It just hasn't looked good since they kind of kind of got back playing. I don't know, second level teams instead of the bottom feeders. I mean, these Penn state and Nebraska are not great teams, but man, they, they had trouble beating uh, both of them. Uh, Speaking of a team and we talked about feeling pressure. I think Cincinnati, I I was able to watch about six minutes of this one uh, in between uh, races. I turned it on because I thought Cincinnati might get beat. Tulsa gave them everything they want. Cincinnati wins at 28 to 20. They're now nine and zero. That's not going to help them at all from a college football playoff standpoint. But what are your thoughts here on Cincinnati? I think there's a lot of things involved. I think the fact they are six in the poll is a problem mm-hmm. because now they think they got to go out and slaughter people, and really it's not going to do any good if they went sixty to nothing over Tulsa. Was that going to get them any points? No, no. And I think that's happened. I think game day being there was a major distraction. I think him being a 20-point under uh, favorite, whatever they were, and game day being there, everybody just assumed. I mean, that was all the talk on game day. Oh, yeah. they're going to win 50 to nothing. They're going to win 50 to nothing. You know, that's hard to win 50 to nothing. I don't care who you're playing. Yeah, They should have lost. I watched a major part of this game, and they should have lost. They don't look good. I think the pressure is really getting to them. Um, they may get beat somewhere along the line. I don't know. It's yeah, it's starting to kind of look that way to me as well. They they've got to get it going, or they're not going to get in there. And, and like I said, they need help anyway. So yeah. that's not going to help them one bit. They do at least win, and they're now nine and zero. And they're one of only four teams that are nine and zero. So right. let's let's give them credit well, for that. And, and you know, Aaron, you and I have watched these playoff situations for years. Thank God, because we have a team that's usually involved in it, you just have to win. You just have to win. Now, in Cincinnati's case, it's a little different than it is in Oklahoma or Ohio State because they don't have the name. But I I still think if they can make it undefeated, there's going to be some blocks that are going to tumble, some dominoes that are going to fall that might still get them in there if they're undefeated. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you just you just have to survive yeah. each week and, yeah. and hope for a little bit of luck if you're Cincinnati. Uh, I I still I don't know. End of the day, I still think if they go undefeated, they're going to make it. They've got a chance, but I that undefeated thing starting to loom large because they got they got to play SMU still, who's lost a couple, but still they're going to be formidable and better than what they've been playing. And they'll probably have to play Houston, I bet, in that championship yeah. game. And I tell you what, if they're twelve and zero and they go into that and they got to win. You talk about pressure. 
Wow. Houston's really, really good. Yeah, yeah they're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Michigan beats Indiana 29 to 7. Not much to talk about there. No. This had to have been a fun game to watch. Yes. North Carolina pulls the upset 58 to 55 over the number nine team of the country, Wake Forest. Uh, yeah, I mean, my goodness, we, we thought it would be this way, and it was. Did you get to watch much of this one? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I watched a lot of it. Um, you know, you score 55 on the road and you get beat. That's just, that's tough. Yeah. And when they had to make a drive, <laughs> he was. <laughs> You know, they have to make a drive to score 62 to win. They yeah. couldn't They couldn't make the drive. Yeah, broken record for me, but I was another one I had on my phone, and I, I saw it's like, oh, they stopped them. They got the ball yeah. back. They're probably going to win this game, and I saw they got stopped. So, yeah, that's that's how that happens. Well, ACC probably boils down to this week, which because they play North Carolina State yeah. uh, this week. But there's no playoff hopes for the ACC. That's That's out. No, and I don't know who's going to actually win that conference. It's, no, it's we'll pretty... talk about that on Thursday. Yeah, we will. We definitely will. Uh, Notre Dame picked up a big win, 34-6 to over Navy. Um, Workman like win a little bit. Uh, we kind of talked about how these games are usually close with Navy. They weren't this year. It wasn't this year. They they beat them pretty easy. They're still a quiet team in this playoff hunt, right? It just kind of, it. kind of wins every week, and it's kind of like, yep, yep, yep Notre Dame won. And they're again. just going to keep rising each week. Yep. And if everything breaks – perfect they're suddenly going to be thrust up there yep i think the fact they lost to cincinnati is why people are not talking about it even though cincinnati's pretty good Mm -hmm. had they lost to like an ohio state or a michigan i think you'd be hearing a little bit more because basically they're winning games the same way they always do yep but there's no talk about them that's exactly right. And it's just weird how this, this works. They got a toughie this week at Virginia, though. That yes, they do. Very tough game uh, this week at Virginia. So we'll see how it goes there because Virginia can really score. So it might be another game kind of similar to what they had against North Carolina a couple of weeks ago. Kind of Martin's got down here, Purdue beat North, uh, Notre Dame. No, they did no, not. No, they did not. No. But, but, uh, Notre, not. Notre Dame's loss came to Cincinnati, yes. Yeah, uh, Notre Dame beat Purdue. Correct, yes. So let's, let's move on to – uh, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. West Virginia coming off a week where they had beaten Iowa State. So Oklahoma State goes up there and think, and, and I think a lot of people thought, oh, this could be interesting. OSU took care of business, 24-3. to uh, they, they, This one was never really close. You look at OSU, they're now 8-1. and one. We'll see. They'll be in the top 10 is my assumption uh, coming up these next uh, college football playoff rankings. They've got Tech and TCU before OU comes into Stillwater. It's all right in front of Oklahoma State, right? If they went out, they've got a great shot to be in the college football playoff. They do. And I, you say they do. I don't think a one-loss Big 12 team gets in. You know, though, th- I think they could because it would mean they would be they'd have to beat Oklahoma twice. That's two right. weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that would give them a big, a big push. Yeah. This is a, um, a different – I don't think you've had a chance to watch them very much, have you? Yeah, I've watched a little bit of them. They're a different – this is a different Oklahoma State team. Yeah, defense. They're tougher than the teams have been in the past. Yeah, They're winning with defense, and they've never done that before. And I kind of thought they might lose, Mm -hmm. and it was never in doubt up there in Morgantown. They just throttled them. And so, you know, they're they're impressive. And – 
kind of waiting for him to choke. We all are. Could this be the week? They get TCU coming in there into Stillwater. Probably not. They still got to go to Tech, and they play like crap out there. So yes, they do. It sure looks like eleven and one uh, going into the Oklahoma game, and that'll be a Donnie Brook for sure. Yeah, I, I have a feeling Dennis will take Oklahoma State this week because TCU got a season-defining win, I believe, uh, la- uh, last week, thirty to twenty-eight over the Baylor Bears. So they fired Gary Patterson, uh, you know, midweek, and then they go and beat a number twelve team. So TCU kind of bucks the trend of a team's not playing very well the week they fired the coach. Uh, thirty to twenty-eight win. I don't know what does this mean. Does this mean they didn't care that Patterson? Well- I don't know whether you, I guess not. They made a quarterback change. I don't know whether you heard that or not. Mm -hmm. They played Chandler Morris, remember him? I did hear that. Yep. He was unbelievable. (laughs) And he gave him a spark. Now, now, the other guy was going to play, but he he couldn't. He he was hurt. He he just, he'd been hurt and uh, went out and warmed up and, and just couldn't do it. Uh, So they put this other kid in and he threw the ball on. They just went up and down the field on uh, Baylor. And uh, so I'm glad to see Baylor lose because we go down there. Uh, I didn't want to go down there and then be an eight and one. It's bad enough with them being seven and two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I sat and watched a lot of that game and, and kind of stunned to be, to be <laughs> yeah, honest about it. But anyway, yeah. You never know how they're going to come out and play after this, after a coach gets fired. You just so Chandler know. Morris last year was at OU and he transferred to TCU. I, I got to ask you before we move on, are you surprised at all Chandler Morris did what he did? No. Me neither. No. Right. So we had him and we had Mordecai. Yep. And now the guy who beat both of them out isn't playing. Yeah. The freshman beat him out. Yeah. It's, kind of interesting. It's, it's pretty incredible, but you know, we saw Chandler play a little. I mean, just a little. And he came in, and I'm like, oh, that's a little Baker Mayfield out there. He's yeah. just a little spitfire, you know. Yes. <laughs> and he, he was... had a little something. And they they used him uh, on the goal line in the Big 12 championship game. It's like he had a little spark. I hated to see him go because I yeah. thought, yeah, he, he might be a player. So it, it was really cool. Uh, of course, I didn't get to watch that game, broken record on Saturday, but uh, I did see the stats and a couple highlights, and I, I was happy for him. Um, yeah. We talked a little bit about this a and We kind of think they might right now. They're playing about as good as anybody on that side of the SEC. They win 20-3. to Hard to believe that this team, uh, I, I mentioned, lost Mississippi State and lost to Arkansas, and then they've, they've really turned it around since offensively as, uh, as well. But to hold uh, you know Knicks and, and Auburn to three, that's very, very impressive. Well, their defense is really good, and their quarterback really impressed me. He separated his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I think it was like the third quarter, and I'm telling you, he was in he could he was in so much pain he couldn't stand still. It was really? hurting so bad. Took him to the locker room, popped it back in, and he went back out and played. Uh-huh. That's pretty impressive stuff right there. And uh, anyway, that's a big win for them. And I didn't watch much of it; it was extremely boring. And I didn't, I didn't, I was flipping all over the place and I didn't watch a whole lot of it. Yeah. They go to Ole Miss this week. That's a huge game right there. Yeah. And that's a, those are two teams that are, are right there, you know, trying to get to that 10 win mark. Yep. Uh, and that'll be a big, well, that will be the divider basically for those two. Uh, and we'll talk about Ole Miss here in just a second, or at least mention the score. BYU beats Idaho State 59 14. Nobody cares about that. 
Uh, Old Miss, 27-14 win of the old coach uh, there, setting up that big game against Texas A&M uh, that we'll talk about on Thursday. How about this one? I did watch, oh, the last 10-ish minutes of this game because, of course, uh, Lindsay, who commented a little bit earlier, and her sister Madison, I believe their dad was uh, at this game. I don't know if the mom or their mom went or not, but uh, 31-28, Arkansas survives, beats Mississippi State. Mississippi State misses three field goals in the game including one in the last second that would have given them uh, or would have tied the game, sent it into overtime. What do you think, man? This, this was a huge win for Arkansas. They're going bowling for the first time in a while uh, in, in Mississippi state, the season that could have been right. They just find ways to lose games. Oh, it, they do. And that's kind of, kind of what happens to them. It was a great win for Arkansas. They scored a touchdown late uh, to win it and then had to hold on. I think, Mississippi State got the ball back with like 24 seconds left and got yeah. into field goal range. A huge win for the Hogs. They've got uh, Missouri, LSU, Alabama left. Take care of business. They ought to go eight and four. Mm-hmm. That's a heck of a season. And that'll get them a good bowl game because their fans travel. So yeah. a good bowl game for them because they'll they'll want they'll want the fans to come in there for that. So yeah, for sure. Great, great year. I don't know about the LSU game. I think that's a 50 50. It is. Where's it at? It's at LSU. That's the problem. Uh, I kind of think LSU left it all out there Saturday night and they're done. I could. That's why I think Arkansas gets a good opportunity because I I think you're right. I don't think LSU will be at their best. So, yeah, win that one. Obviously, you know what, though? Everybody's already called that Alabama game a loss. I don't know that I would. I don't think it's an automatic loss. It's I really not, don't. It's it's not. They're they're pretty one dimensional on offense. Yeah, and I think Alabama can shut them down. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a blowout by any. I, I saw Tennessee go into Alabama and give them everything they yeah. wanted. Yes, I know the score was lopsided, but it wasn't that that lopsided. And then no, I also not. sat there and watched or, or 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 looked at the highlights and followed the LSU game. Yeah. Arkansas is just as good as those two teams. Oh, I think Arkansas is better than Tennessee. I've seen Tennessee a lot, and I think Arkansas is better than they are. Great segue. Tennessee goes into Lexington and beats Kentucky 45-42. to 42. Uh, I caught the end of this game. Uh, I had Kentucky bet, and they were driving, and they couldn't get the job done. And you said, wait till you see the stats. You watched a lot of this game, and you're shaking your head. So explain what happened in this one. This kind of shit can only happen to me. <laughs> We didn't mention it two weeks ago when uh-huh. Clemson yep. they got beat on the last play of the game against Florida, Clemson, Florida State. Okay. Kentucky. Total domination of this game. Ran over 100 offensive plays. Has over 600 yards total offense. Had 46 minutes of possession to 14 for Tennessee. And gives up 45 points. How is that possible? <laughs> It only happened to me because I had Tennessee, you know, to cut. I mean, it's one point. Yeah. In, in the whole damn game, they're behind. Yeah. They're behind. I th- oh, I think they might have taken the lead once. I think they got up 21 14. And I think Tennessee threw one pass and went right down the field and scored. It was the most unbelievable choke job I've ever seen. And it happens to Kentucky a lot. So, Dennis, I'm sorry. Although <laughs> he's more of a Louisville. No, he's saying he loved it. He he is not a Kentucky fan. He's a Louisville fan. Yeah, that's what Sucks I for you guys, but I loved it. So <laughs> they should have won. They're better in Tennessee. 
I'm really glad for my guy, Josh Heupel, yeah. who has very quietly done a fantastic job at Tennessee. Yeah. Inherited a mess. Looks like they're gonna win seven games and they're not they're not very good. So no, if they they got a shot to go seven and five and they've lost two games, boy, really close. They could have yeah. won. So yeah. Great um, job down there. He's done a fantastic job. He has done a really good job. Uh, all right, we'll move on here quickly for the last few. Uh, a lot of these we won't spend hardly any time on. Uh, this one for sure. North Carolina State beats Florida State 28-14. Nobody cares. What the hell happened here? <laughs> Explain Illinois to me, please. They well, go to Minnesota and win 14-6. to What the hell happened? Well, I mean, I think this is I think we gotta explain Minnesota. Well, okay. They are six and three, and they have lost to Bowling Green, who's one of the worst teams in the worst conference in yeah. college football. The Mac is just god awful. Yep. And they lose at home to Bowling Green. And then when they're rolling, they're playing great, they lose to Illinois and Illinois did exactly what we thought we did. They would do. They scored fourteen points. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. So I didn't. I. I. There was too much other stuff to watch rather than watch this. So I don't really know what happened. I. I saw they were buying fourteen nothing early, and I thought, well, they'll turn it around. Well, they sure did. They scored six points in the fourth quarter. So I don't know. I mean, they have just squandered. A, they. They should be eight and one. I mean, if you beat – that's just – it's just – oh, I'd hate to be the coach there. I'd be so pissed off I wouldn't be able to sleep for a month. I know, yeah. It, it, to think you've lost to Illinois and Bowling Green. And Bowling Green, yeah. It's, it's and they strong. still have a chance to win the west side of yeah. the Big Ten. Well, you say they have a chance, and that's a good segue to the next. I think yeah. the Wisconsin Badgers are starting to show they might be the second-best team in the Big Ten. Period. They may be. 52 to 3, they roll Rutgers. I think they're finally starting after just a horrific start to the season. They're starting to show who they are. They're now six and three. I think they're going to roll through everybody and get to the that Big Ten championship game at nine and three. I think you're right. Um they've got the the game with Minnesota is at Minnesota. And I think that's probably a rivalry game too. Yeah. Well, that'll be tough. But, but uh, they're shit. playing. I mean, they, they have to go to Minnesota. Well, they do. If if they're the second best team in the Big Ten, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Don't overlook them in a Big Ten championship game because yeah. the winner of that East is going to have to go through a gauntlet. They're going to have a letdown after that. If they yeah. stay Ohio State or Michigan or Michigan State get through that with one loss, are they going to be ready to play a pretty damn good Wisconsin game for the championship? Uh, that will be tough. Guarantee you, they could. They definitely are the the team that could be the spoilers uh, yep. of the Big Ten and knock the Big Ten out of the college yeah, football playoff. I, I I certainly think it's possible. I wouldn't say that, but I don't. Even though those teams have really good records over there, I don't think you know that Ohio no. State team. That's not the power that we're. No, using. they're not super teams. No way. Right. Everybody yeah. thinks Ohio State is because they're Ohio State. They're not. Look at their scores here recently. Yeah, they're not. They're not yeah. blowing anybody out that can play. No. no. No, they're not. All right, move on. Your Hawkeyes, they went to Northwestern and got a big, exciting win, 17-12. to 12. It's, a, it's a win at least, though, right? <laughs> what an offensive performance. <laughs> they are about a joke. I'm sorry. Yes, they are. They are a joke. 
how they're seven and two. I'll, I'll, well, they sold their soul to get to seven and two. They have. Um, going to win eight, though. Whenever you can explain to me Boise State, uh, I would love to hear it. I never yeah. know what this team's going to do year after year. 40 to far year after year, week after week, 40 to 14, they go beat Fresno, who had just beaten San Diego State. Yeah. I mean, another shocking result. It is. And you got to, it's both teams. How do you explain either one of them? You yeah. know, I mean, Boise's not near as good as they have been, but they're still Boise State, I guess. And every once in a while, they rise up and kick you. And yep. I guess Fresno thought it was a big deal to beat San Diego State. <laughs> they weren't ready to play. I don't know. They got rocked in this game. Quick they update did. if you're watching us live, uh, Dennis uh, reports in saying these, everybody on ESPN just picked the Steelers. So all the money he's earned uh, ever will be on the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I like that angle, Dennis. Yeah, that's that's uh, interesting. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I, yeah. Uh, I, who are the guy? Who are the guys that are on there? That, uh, the pregame show. Oh, they yeah, got six yeah. or seven dickheads on there. This bunch of mouths. Yeah, yeah. They don't have a clue what's going on. Usually, you know, yeah. out of all and and people may disagree with me, but out of all the pregame shows, NFL. I, I, game day is still the best for me on mm-hmm. ESPN because those guys just have fun. Yeah. They're not trying, you know, they pick games, but they laugh about it. Right. These other clowns, they got to act like they know everything. And it's just a bunch of shit. They don't know any more than anybody else. Well, that's the thing. If there was a show that, I mean, cause you're right. All these other guys take themselves so serious. Oh, they and do. if they knew what they were doing, then I would watch that, but they yeah. take themselves serious. And they, well, know. it's all scripted. Right. Yeah. One guy picks one, and they go, okay, you pick him, and then you pick the other one, and then you guys fight it out. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's, and that's, yeah, I know. Well, I was thinking about it today. I can sit and watch game day. I, I think three hours is too much. Way too much. Yeah. 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 Two is yeah. almost too much. But, you know, you got you got Reese Davis. He's great. Mm-hmm. He's great. Chris Fowler was great. I thought, how could they ever replace him? Well, this guy's just as good. Yeah, Desmond Thomas or Desmond 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 uh, Howard Howard. He's he's fine. He has fun. Yeah, and Corso's perfect for that. He's yeah. you know he's too old, but he still's funny. And Herb Street's as good as they get. I don't care what anybody says. I think Herb Street is what makes the show. He's good uh, because I think he just he's the one of the better ones, you know. And Corso's the mascot, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Not, but they love what they're doing. They still right. fun. Yeah, they used to have fun. And yeah, so, it, yeah. it, it's a good show. Um, yeah. All right, we'll we'll uh, wrap it up here. San Diego State uh, they get a big win at Hawaii, seventeen to ten, and Pittsburgh beats Duke fifty four to twenty nine. Pittsburgh's another team that just has uh, unforgivable losses. They mm-hmm. they can be right there undefeated in two stupid losses. So yep, that's right. Well, that's the week that was. Um, I guess we'll wrap it up here. We got about ten minutes till the Monday Night Football game. Or anything, uh, anything you want to get off your chest before we uh, sign off here? No, we'll talk a lot about the, uh, on uh, last Thursday. You know, you were Breeders' Cup and everything else. We didn't really get into the playoffs, yeah, situation too much, and that's coming up this Thursday. Uh, we were going to talk about it a little bit tonight. I thought, I thought, let's wait till the polls come out uh, tomorrow night and see what these clowns come up with this time because. <laughs> You know, God knows what they're going to do. So anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll pop the I'll pop the side up real quick because you've got uh, that college football article after the polls come out. You'll have another one, uh, but you've got uh, the Monday Night Football game is up there now. 
Uh, you've got uh, dudes who bet sports top 25. You've got how we see it in college football after uh, week 10. So you got a lot of articles up there right now. You go to the racingdudes.com slash sports and check out all the things that Papa Dude is writing. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot going on, as always, in the sports world. we got you well, covered there. Curtis says, tell me more about potato chips. I tell you what, Curtis, I've had a lot of comments from my friends after they yeah. asked me that uh, – question and uh, <laughs> i like potato chips i'm sorry <laughs> i'm eating sun chips now believe it or not Ooh, that's gross uh dennis says how about kentucky duke tomorrow who you got papa dude you know I, I i thought about breaking out some picks for basketball tomorrow because the big four we got going on guys these first few games how the hell do you know yeah. Um I would go with Duke, but I wouldn't go I wouldn't go by anything I said. I haven't studied it much. But I think Duke probably will beat him. I don't know. We'll see. Where's the game at? Anybody know? Is it in Madison Square Garden? Uh that's yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Isaac wants to know what's your favorite potato chips? Plain Lay's potato chips or wavy Lay's potato chips. Either one. Correct. Martin says, "What's a good?" Martin says, "What's a good pick of the day?" I think we both like the Steelers, Martin. That's our. That would be that's Papa Dude's lock uh, from the football week. So I think that'd be your answer, right, Papa Dude? You like the Steelers tonight for for the best uh, bet of the night? Well, it's the only bet of the night. Well, there's basketball. There's basketball. Oh, going on. there's hockey going on. Yeah, I haven't really. I tell you what, I've been thinking a lot about what we're going to do after football's over, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It yeah, really it is. We got a lot going on. Uh, and and Martin says he thinks the Bulls to beat the Nets uh, is is a really good bet oh, tonight. Okay. Maybe I'll so, start looking at some of that stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had Martin. He is. Uh, he did really well last year at the NBA. and started it yet. We haven't haven't let him uh, go on with that. Well, Curtis has a question for you. So, what okay. does Papa Dude think about sweet potato chips? Oh, they suck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm fries every once in a while. Sandy says he also likes little Debbie's. Uh, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> I left them out of my uh, <laughs> out of my favorite food thing. Yeah, um, I'm I looking here. I start breakfast every morning. We're gonna ask you another question. All right. Magic's list here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Boy, he's got some weird ones on here. Hold on. Uh, pretty weird. Uh, what was... Okay, how about this one? We'll do this one. Uh, what was your worst first day of work? Okay. This was my very first job. No, okay. I'm trying to think. Was there any first really horrible days of teaching? Um not really, because the kids are always good on the first day mm -hmm. of school because they are feeling you out, you know, and they're trying on their best behavior. So usually the first days are pretty good. First day and the last day. First or worst first day of work. Mm -hmm. I was 16 years old. Okay? okay. I didn't know shit. Okay. And I got a job in a warehouse of a shoe factory because of my dad. Mm -hmm. He had some pull and I was 16. He thought I had to work, see. So me and a buddy of, who had some pool too, we both got hired. And we went down there. We didn't, neither one of us had a clue. 
and they they both knew who we are were because of our last names and because well that's another story but anyway <laughs> they got a, they had us doing shit detail we cleaned the bathrooms we mopped the floor and at the end of the day they were dying laughing because that's what they did they just picked on us that whole day to see if we could take it because they thought we were pretty boys which we were but they thought we were and they didn't think we could take it and we proved ourselves that first day. But anyway, that was my worst first day. I went home and I laid down on that couch and I swear to God, I didn't. And I was 16 years old and I was in pretty good shape. I didn't move the rest. I couldn't already eat. I was so freaking tired. <laughs> that was the worst one, I'll tell you. Uh, sounds like a bad one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they were um, picking on us just to see if we could do it. Here's another one, Isaac. Uh, asked, what was the craziest uh, Papa Dude taught driver's ed for many, many years, just for people who don't know. Isaac says, what's the craziest driver's ed experience? Oh, my God. The craziest one. <laughs> There's so many. I, You know, Sandy and I took a little drive the other day down to where I first taught school. And I, I I was out in this rural school area, and the, there were no roads that were worth a shit. I mean, every road was just curvy, and I didn't know really what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> and we were on the same road where I almost got killed when I was like 23 years old. <laughs> this girl was driving, and she drove okay, but she had never met a car before. And so we went up a hill, top, and at the top of the hill, coming over the hill was a milk truck. And she just drove right for it. And my life passed in front of me and I grabbed that steering wheel and we barely missed it. So I don't know whether that was the craziest thing, but it was the scariest thing that ever happened to me. I'm curious, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll, tell you one more. I'll tell you one more. It involves Isaac's sister. Okay. 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 Well, I'll tell you one on Isaac. Okay. And Isaac, you probably remember this. <laughs> now, Isaac was a pretty good driver. Uh -huh. okay? He was pretty good. His sisters weren't, but he was pretty good. Well, he's one of his sisters. So anyway, he was a pretty good driver. And he knows what I'm going to say. So I put him with two girls. Mm -hmm. okay? And they were good, good girls. And we, we, we had a lot of fun. So we we're down around Cassville. And we pull into a beer joint. <laughs> to trade to change drivers. Okay, good, good story so far. <laughs> to change drivers. And I said, hey, I'm going to go in and get a six-pack beer before Isaac drives, you know, because I need to settle my nerves. Yeah. Anyway, so he gets in there, and he starts showing off. And it's not like Isaac to do that. And I don't know what was wrong with him that day, but he was driving too damn fast, and he was coming up on people, you know, and about hit him in the rear end. And uh, so <laughs> – so, and the girls in the back seat, they're pissed off too. So I said – I said, Isaac, listen to me, you little shit. <laughs> I said, either you start driving like you're capable and slow down, or we're done. <laughs> I didn't get that. Anyway, Could you try you again? Still there? I hit well, I hit a button. Are you there? Okay, right. you're good. Yeah. Yeah. So, boy, he slowed down after that. He drove like a trooper the rest of the way. And I'll never forget, we got back to school. And everybody always knew when Isaac drove and the principal's waiting in line goes, me and Isaac are walking down the hall and he comes up to Isaac goes, how'd you do today, Isaac? Isaac goes, 
Ooh, not too good. Not too good. Coach said a bad word and I deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never get that. Oh, but he's a good driver. I think he's a good driver. Oh, I love that. I love One that. more, and this includes his sister. Okay, go ahead. Sweet girl, sweetest in the world. So Hannah's driving mm -hmm. down the road and we start smelling something like the car's kind of burning mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's overheating. And we're just kind of bucking like this down the road. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what in the hell is this old car we got finally going to clunk out on us? So kid in the back seat goes, I don't know. He said, what? I, said, I said, what's the matter with this thing? And he goes, I don't know. So finally I kept smelling something was burning. And so I looked down at, at Hannah's feet and she had one foot on the brake. Oh, I put my foot on the accelerator and the brakes were burning. Because that's why we were bucking like that. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I could go on and on about that. But anyway. Yeah, I would say teaching drivers as for as long as you did. <laughs> they, still want me to, they still want me to do it this summer, too. Woo. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's 50-50 right now. The money's good, but anyway. Yeah, Martin asked, uh, what was your strongest feeling for the Breeders' Cup that you cashed? You uh, life is good and Nick's go for me. And uh, Modern Games probably would have been third, and whatever happened there happened. So, yeah. Well, you you thought Gamin was going to win, didn't you? Yeah, sure. I, I thought mean, that was your win. biggest disappointment, wasn't it? Uh, the biggest is no. The, uh, the biggest oh, Modern Games was your biggest, sure. No, I mean, okay, Modern Games is very disappointing because he won and he didn't get the payout. But my biggest disappointment, hands down, was Jackie's Warrior. Oh, I was going to mention what? What do you think? Just tired? Just didn't run? I don't know. I, I, I'm at a loss because when Life is Good won like that, and of course Jackie's Warrior beaten Life is Good a couple races back, I thought, well, that's that's a lock now. Yeah. And, and yeah, I guess just tired, didn't show up. Well, sometimes yeah. you don't run, you know? Yeah. I will say this. Uh, there isn't, there isn't a question, but my favorite uh, post-race celebration did happen on Saturday. Papa Dude. Okay. Which was that? I learned uh, what it was like to fly Saturday. Oh, Saturday. when Magic picked you up? Magic lifted me 10 feet in the air after Nick's go uh, won the classic. It was, it was really an experience. I, I felt like a drone on top of Del Mar. Like, <laughs> magic, because magic is not a small guy. He's about those, I don't know, what are you, magic? Six, seven, six, eight, six, six. Oh, he's that big? Oh, magic is a, he's not big. He's just tall. He's oh, really I didn't know tall. that. Yeah. I never know. I don't know this guy. I mean, I, mean, I, him. I know him, but I don't met him. I, I got to meet him. Sometime. We would be uh, the racing dudes volleyball team would be fantastic. Really? Samich is, is tall. He's not as tall. As really? Me. He's tall, too? Yeah, tall. Really tall. Oh, First I time Heather know. met him, he goes, she goes, wow, I didn't know you'd be this tall. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, he's, so, he's no, tall. they don't. Neither one look. Oh, Magic's six four. Magic, you're six four. Good Lord. He's a tall six four. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I never would have guessed that either. So he, uh, Samich is tall, Magic's tall. Um, now if you tell me Saratoga swims tall, I'm gonna fall out of the chair. He's very, he's short. Saratoga <laughs> 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 like, swim probably weighs 110 pounds, I bet. Okay. He's tiny, <laughs> but no, we'd be great. Uh, uh, we'd throw Heather in there. She's a, she could be our libero. Uh, Dr. Miranda is freaking, she was like six months pregnant and still playing beach volleyball. Um, she looks yeah. to me. Huh? She looks tall to me. She's 
Tommy for yeah, she's she tall. She got height to her for sure. So yeah, we would be very good uh at, at volleyball. Very, very, very good. Yeah. I think Jared and I'd probably just coach and let everybody else play. But <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I uh yeah, that was my favorite Isaac, celebration. Isaac got another one, we'll say maybe for another time. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I remember this. We'll yeah, don't let us forget that. We'll do that one uh, at the next show. Isaac, okay. tune in at the next show because that's a good one. Uh, Curtis says uh, Miranda's 5'10". I think that's right. Her and I are about the same height. Uh, well, now Heather can play volleyball, right? Heather was a was a very, very good volleyball player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Sandy, six, she's 5'9". She, she can play. So. Yeah. We go. yeah, Jared yeah. And, and you can coach them exactly. It's like it's, it's it's exactly good night, Martin, and enjoy Monday night football to you as well. Yep. Uh, Martin, we're gonna join you, I believe, because we are getting out of here. I think we've done a really good show again, Papa Dude. I feel good about this one, yeah, guys. This is fun. We're back in the groove, we're back in the groove. We were, we were uh, really, uh, what's the word? We we're really worn down, but we're back rusty. in the groove now. We were rusty. <laughs> Slim is 5'8 on his feet, but 7'2 on a peasant. Pest. Yeah, and Slim's legendary for something else on his body. I heard. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. He, uh, which yeah. I, 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 a guy that brags about it, I don't ever believe. So. Well, Magic can comment on. Well, Magic yeah. says it's true. So. <laughs> Okay, we're going to get off here. Yeah, we better on that one. Magic <laughs> wants to get into that horrific uh, scene again. So, um, Yeah, he yeah. didn't comment. He didn't comment on that. He's probably one of two things, rolling on the floor laughing, or <laughs> he's typing. And Magic is a loud typer. I can hear him all the way from California when he types. He's yeah. typing a response. So. <laughs> but, yeah, the big guy was, uh, was, was pretty, pretty, pretty excited when the big gray uh, – Cross the line first uh, on Saturday. <laughs> right. Hoisted in the air like a child. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, all right, guys. I gotta meet Dennis one of these days too. He's he's great. Good guy, good guy. Churchill Downs. We, we'll go, Papa Dude. Dennis, Dennis will be there. He uh, all he right. Got, he's got the keys to every every door. At Churchill Downs. That's so. what I like. All right, all right, guys. We're gonna get off here. Yep. Uh, it was great. Uh, Thanks, to everybody. Home. What's that? I said thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you, guys. And like I say, it's it's great to be back home. Uh, already miss all the guys. Uh, you know, uh, it was so great. You know, being able to hang out with everybody. It was so great to have Heather with us. You know, she's had a job that's tied her down for all these years, but now she works from home. She was able to come with us. She took care of us all weekend, uh, and that was great having her there as well. So really, really good, fun trip. But now we're home. Now we're back. We're back in the groove uh, with the sports show. So. With that being said, thank you again for everybody watching tonight. Really good audience again tonight. Appreciate it. And uh, good luck, guys, playing Monday Night Football. They've kicked off. So hopefully you get those wagers home. We'll see you guys uh, on Thursday.